Good evening. It is Sunday, November 15th in the year 2020. Autumn is coming to us uh, with some fervor now in the bluegrass. A gray, cold, rainy day. Uh, I know that uh, other folks have it uh, a lot colder than we do around the country. Uh, some of y'all down south might not even be aware that it's really November yet. But whatever your weather, whatever your situation or circumstances, I am so grateful to you for being a part of this ministry. Your fellowship is a blessing to me every day, as I hope it blesses you to be here. I'm Bob, and this is Evening Prayer. Let my prayer be set forth in your sight as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. The Lord be with you. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now, as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. The psalm appointed for this evening is Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. One day tells its tale to another, and one night imparts knowledge to another. Although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard, their sound has gone out into all lands, and their message to the ends of the world. In the deep he has set a pavilion for the sun, it comes forth like a bridegroom out of his chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run its course. It goes forth from the uttermost edge of the heavens and runs about to the end of it again. Nothing is hidden from its burning heat. The law of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the innocent. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear and gives light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. 
The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, more than much fine gold, sweeter far than honey, and honey in the comb. By them also was your servant enlightened, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can tell how often he offends? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get dominion over me. Then shall I be whole and sound and innocent of a great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The lesson for this evening is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 23, beginning with verse 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you lock people out of the kingdom of heaven. For you do not go in yourselves, and when others are going in, you stop them. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cross sea and land to make a single convert, and you make the new convert twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides who say, Whoever swears by the sanctuary is bound by nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the sanctuary is bound by the oath. You blind fools! For which is greater, the gold or the sanctuary that has made the gold sacred? And you say, whoever swears by the altar is bound by nothing, but whoever swears by their gift on that altar is bound by the oath. How blind you are! For which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So whoever swears by the altar swears by it, and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the sanctuary swears by it, and by the one who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God, and by the one who is seated upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, and mercy, and faith. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others, you blind guides. You strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are not used to hearing Jesus talk to anyone this way. Now, I admit that there is some interpretation going on. I mean, I am a, I am a hand bone. I recognize that. And so I do tend to over-dramatize things from time to time. But I don't think there's any question that the 23rd chapter of Matthew represents a brutal, stinging, searing indictment of the established church by Jesus, of the hypocrisy of uh, 
people who would enforce the letter of the law while ignoring the spirit of the law. People who demand tithes and offerings and loyalty and neglect mercy and justice and faith. Jesus saw it in his time, we see it in our time. And we may see it in ourselves from time to time as well. The inclination to look for easy solutions, easy formulas, easy answers when a new convert or a seeker asks us, well, why does God act like this? Why does God behave like that? Why would God allow this to happen and not that? It is tempting to uh, to leap at, at the easy answer and then blame the listener if it doesn't make any sense to them, because it so rarely does. Jesus had infinite patience for the broken and the wounded. But his uh, limit was reached when steeped in sin the leaders of the community, and in particular, the religious community, condemned God's children using criteria that they themselves could not live up to. We must be so careful. We have to be so careful to judge. How many times have I condemned someone else and then realize that I'm describing myself. That's my sin I'm talking about. One wonders if Jesus' anger got through to anybody, if it made any difference, if it changed any of the Pharisees' hearts. I don't know. We know that there were Pharisees who spoke to Jesus, spoke up for Jesus, spoke with Jesus. But we also know that ultimately the religious establishment in uh, Jerusalem facilitated Jesus' condemnation and execution. So what's the point? What was the point of Jesus getting all bent out of shape here? What's the point of all this righteous indignation? I wonder if, along with the Pharisees who were present, Jesus wasn't speaking loudly enough so that we could hear. So that we could hear his warning 
against arrogance and pride, against the false confidence that comes from presuming to know more than we know, presuming to teach our own thoughts and not the thoughts of God. There were plenty of blind guides in Jesus' time, plenty of blind guides in ours. And I pray every time we come together that I might not be one of them as I sit here running on, rattling on, hoping that whatever the Holy Spirit intends for you to hear, you will hear, no matter how flawed or or halting or overdramatic my delivery might be. And that would be my prayer for you as well, tonight and tomorrow and always, that your ministry, the gospel that you live each day, might speak and move and act in accordance with the will of the Holy Spirit. That you and I might be free of the burden of knowing that we have uh, been blind guides, false shepherds. This is, I think, a pitfall that is peculiar to those of us who profess to be Christian, to be faithful people. I can't imagine anything that would delight Satan more than knowing that uh, all he has to do is lay back and allow us to do harm to each other. I pray that tonight and tomorrow and always the Holy Spirit might guide us to build up the kingdom on the foundations of the law of justice and mercy and faith. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together what we believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. 
He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O Lord. That there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may depart this life in your faith and fear, and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ, we entreat you, O Lord that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of all your saints and trusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. This evening from the World Cycle of Prayer we pray for the people of Pakistan. And from the Ecumenical Cycle of Prayer we pray for our sisters and brothers, members of the Free Will Baptist Church. Lord God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death and prepared for us our place in the new Jerusalem, grant that we, who have this day given thanks for his resurrection, may praise you in that city of which he is the light and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray now for our own needs and for those of others.
Lord Jesus, for our sake you were condemned as a criminal. Visit our jails and prisons with your pity and judgment. Remember all prisoners and bring the guilty to repentance and amendment of life according to your will and give them hope for their future. When any are held unjustly, bring them release. Forgive us and teach us to improve our justice. Remember those who work in these institutions. Keep them safe. Keep them humane and compassionate and save them from becoming brutal or callous. And since what we do for those in prison, O Lord, we do for you, constrain us to improve their lot. All this we ask for your mercy's sake. Amen. O God, our Father, whose Son forgave his enemies while he was suffering shame and death, strengthen those who suffer for the sake of conscience. When they are accused, save them from speaking in hate. When they are rejected, save them from bitterness. And when they are imprisoned, save them from despair. And to us, your servants, give grace to respect their witness and to discern the truth that our society may be cleansed and strengthened. This we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our merciful and righteous judge. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is distout, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.
And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>